Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Tristan. I'm so happy to welcome you guys to the Novus Podcast. This is a podcast that's going to change your life. I need you guys to watch all the way to the end. But first, hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, like and comment. Let's get into this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 22 of the Novus Church Podcast, guys. This is something I've been looking forward to all week. We have our co-founder, Uh, my friend and someone that I'm really um, pouring myself into because I believe God has something uh, greater than my calling. I think God has something on her that he's going to use to change thousands of lives. And he's already changing lives with her verse of the day on TikTok, um, like on our Instagram, all this stuff. She's got 10,000 followers on TikTok, guys. Like she is doing big things for the kingdom. And I'd love to introduce y'all to Hannah Hawkman, um, our co-founder and my friend. Welcome. Thank you, Tristan. Hello, everyone. My name's Hannah, just as Tristan said. I'm co-founder of Novus Church. Um, just to give you some backstory, me and Tristan actually met a few months ago at church, and um, he was telling me that he was doing a podcast online, and um, he noticed that I was making these daily verses on TikTok, and so he's like, well, why don't we just partner up and do this together? Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's just grown, and it has truly been blessed by God's hand. I really feel like it's impacting lives, and I'm just so excited to see where it goes. So thank you, Tristan, for having me today. I'm honored to be speaking here. And I have such a good word for everyone here today. I know that God has placed this on my heart to speak it to you. And so let's get started. Um, I'm going to pray for you guys real quick, and then we'll go ahead and get started with the word. So God, thank you so much for allowing me to be here today to just speak this word that you have put on my heart. God, I pray that your words will speak through me, that you will bless every person who listens to this podcast, Father, please just use me to glorify you and bless this word. Ask it in your name we pray. Amen. So just to give you guys a little intro, um, we're going to talk about the power of the mind today. And I think the mind is just such a powerful tool that too many people don't realize how powerful it is. So I'm going to start out saying that I'm a nurse. So I like to understand like how things work within the body and then how it translates to our behavior and that type of thing. So I'm not going to get too sciencey here, um, but I do want to tell you that it's just amazing that we can have a thought and then it can create a physical, physiological response. So like your fight or flight response, for example. So I feel like everybody's heard the story of like you're in the woods and then you turn around and you see a bear and then you like automatically you panic, your heart starts to race, your blood pressure is going, you can see clear, like your senses sharpen, just everything changes because your brain just like immediately recognized that as a threat. And, And I know that's a very big example of how your mind works, but like think of it in more everyday terms. So like For example, um, I feel like most people don't like public speaking. So if anybody typically like think about yourself, like think about how you feel if someone were to ask you like, hey, I'm going to need you to go up and give a speech in front of 10,000 people. And like automatically you'd be like, oh gosh, like me, like what? maybe not everyone's that way, but I feel like I might be a little bit like that. So like you kind of, you kind of start to sweat a little bit. You may like have some knots in your stomach, like your palms get sweaty, you get butterflies and it's because of how you think. So if you think on the terms of, I'm going to speak in front of this crowd, like, what if I mess up? What if something happens? What if I'm not good enough? It's going to send you down the pathway of being nervous, having all these physical symptoms of being nervous. But if you think of it on the terms of 
hey, you know, I get to speak in front of 10,000 people. I get to share my ideas. I get to make a difference. Maybe I can make a change. And you think on the other side of things, it's going to take you down a whole different path. You're going to feel confident. You're going to feel sure of yourself. And you don't have all those symptoms of being nervous and scared. And so like literally physical changes because of a thought is the point that I'm trying to make. Um, and so I just, I wanted to make that point so that we can just see how our thoughts impact our bodies and being a nurse and like going through nursing school, seeing all the different like research articles and things of how stress contributes to your health. There are so many articles out there about saying like how stress, my headphones just fell. <laughs> Sorry for that noise. Um, so like there's so many articles out there about how stress can cause chronic problems. So if you're stressed all the time and you're worried all the time, there are studies show that it can lead to obesity, anxiety, depression, high blood pressure, um, like a higher risk of having a heart attack and stroke because of like plaque deposits in your arteries, just so many things because of how we think. We worry ourselves literally to death to the point of making us sick. So I want to go to the Bible today and just tell you what the Bible says about our thoughts and what we are to do with our thoughts and what we're supposed to think about. So I want to go to 2 Corinthians 10.5, and this is Paul speaking here. Um, he says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I love that. So good. I don't want to talk about the last half of this verse here where it says we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so I want to break it down and I want to look at the word captive. So when I look up the word captive, what I found was the definition of captive from Google is imprisoned or confined. And so it got me thinking what kind of connotations what what kind of analogy can I relate that to imprisoned or confined and I automatically thought like well a prisoner and so I began to think of the life of a prisoner and and so what do prisoners do they have to submit to authority they have to do what the higher authority tells them to do they must obey the will of the one who's speaking to them and we are taking our thoughts and holding them as prisoners we are questioning them we're evaluating them we're looking at their motives and for us with this verse we need to evaluate if they align with the will of God we're not supposed to be quick to speak our thoughts we're not supposed to be quick to to allow them to influence our actions without thinking about the effects of what we say or what we do and so when we do this when we take our thoughts captive it helps us keep Christ at the center and forefront of our minds because we are constantly taking our thoughts and asking ourselves in the Holy Spirit if it's something we should be thinking about. So why is this important? I wanna go and look at 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. And it says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And so for me, I got from this, like we're to die to our fleshly desires, to our wants and to live for Christ, to have self-control over those, those fleshly and sinful things. So your body here in this verse, um, how it says that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, it's saying your body here includes your mind. You know, your mind and body like are all in sync. 
So what you think, like I mentioned before, affects your actions. It affects how you feel about yourself. It affects literally processes within yourself. Um, and so having self-control here, remember self-control is a fruit of the spirit. So the more we seek Christ and live for him, the more fruit will be produced within us and it will become a visible trait that not only others will notice, but that we will notice about ourselves. Like God will give us the self-control to be able to, to captivate our thoughts, to be able to control our actions. And I think those just go hand in hand. Um, and so this is one of your main defenses against sin. It's getting a grip on your thoughts because you are the gatekeeper of your mind. You know, you're the one who controls what comes in and out of your mind and your heart. So be careful. There is so much just stimulation around us these days. There's just so many things that are vying for our attention, like, like social media and TV and movies, just endless options of shows and movies that you could watch on TV. Um, so my point here is just saying, like, make wise choices about what you allow in, because that really affects how you think. Because if you can protect your mind from even allowing those thoughts to be to enter into your head that's going to be one less thing for you to have to worry about so i just wanted to say that and just make you analyze kind of what you are allowing into your space what you're allowing into your home and into your life because this is a big defense against sin for you um the next thing i want to point out is what you dwell on you act on so i want to say that again because i feel like that's really powerful what you dwell on you will act on Look at Proverbs 23, 7. It says, it says, as a man thinks, so he is. And I want to say, and I want to make it very clear, so don't miss this part. It says, we are not our thoughts, but we will become them if we don't capture them, if we don't evaluate them, if we don't take them captive. Proverbs 4, 23, guard your heart. So how do you do that? You have to guard your mind and control what you think about. And, and if you struggle with this, if you struggle, I mean, there's some things that we can't control. There are some things that we can't control what we see. We can't control what we hear. There are just some circumstances where we have, we know that, and we have to take that, you know, with a grain of salt. We have to bring those thoughts to the father. We have to be honest with him. We have to tell him, you know, what our struggles are, like what kind of thoughts that we struggle with. Maybe it's something negative against yourself. Maybe it's something negative against somebody else. Maybe you struggle with comparing yourself to someone else, or maybe you hate your job and all you do is complain about complain all the time and what out of your circumstances. But if you invite God into your circumstances, that can change the whole game because he can renew your mind in a way that will make you see your circumstances in a completely new light, in a new way, and he will use you to bring others to him and will ultimately glorify him in the long run. And so I want, I've, I know I've given you several examples. I do have some specific ones that I want to share with you. Um, so lust, like look at the topic of lust. Like the Bible says, like, don't even think about this one, literally flee, run, get out, get away, don't let your thoughts stay there. Like you're going right into the danger zone if you stay there. And like I said before, if you dwell on it, you're going to act on it. And, and sure, we have like that self-control. But in this part of the Bible, it says like, 
it doesn't even say rely on your own self-control or the self-control of the spirit. It says flee. Like there's some things that you don't even want to try to battle because they're so powerful. So if this is what the Bible's telling us, like there's some things like don't even let into your head. Don't even let those thoughts get into your head. Just run away from that circumstance. And this is just one example. There's several others. But one specific one I wanted to point out was lust. So the next one I want to point out is um, is body shaming. Like if you if you struggle with this, if you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, um, like if you call yourself ugly or if you're pointing out like small little imperfections about yourself, call out those thoughts. Like think about it. Do these thoughts align with the with what God says about me? No, absolutely not. God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God says that I have knit you together in your mother's womb. Like he has put detail into creating you. Like you are made in the image of God. And, and when you compare these thoughts, like obviously like the will and the word of God just squash the lies that, that we believe about ourselves. And so when you root yourself in identity, in the true identity, like being identified with Christ is a daughter of, or son of the king, like that is where you stand on. That is your firm foundation. And those are the thoughts that you need to believe. You may have worry. You may be, you know, someone who really struggles with anxiety or stress or just worrying about even what's happening now, but what's like, what's happening tomorrow? What if you worry about something you did yesterday? If you have something come up in your life, say you have a life-changing decision to make, you know, like, what if this happens? What if I choose wrong? What if I fail? Think of all the ways that I could fail. And you fall down the slippery slope and you're not just worried, you become stressed. And you you fall into that pattern of having health problems because of the stress that you have put on yourself. And and like like I talked about before, you know, you're you're just your stomach hurts all the time. You can't eat because you're upset or you're worried or you're thinking about the future or just things that you you can't control, things that you just don't have control over. And, and that's not the will of God. It is not his will for you to lie there and think in like constant worry and stress. He's the God of peace. He is the God of hope. He is the God of love. He says that he has plans to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. And I, I saw like a TikTok the other day and I looked up several articles to like see if it was true. And it said that the Bible says 365 times in different ways, do not be afraid or do not fear. So if God put this in his word that many times, specifically 365, and so for us, that's very significant because every day we have a different verse and a different way of God saying, hey, don't be afraid. I've got this. Hey, don't be afraid. I know your future. I've planned your future. I have given you a secure future. And so the more we dig into scripture, the more we can have peace because that's our truth and that's what we stand on in the truth. The Lord has gone before you, he has gone behind you, and he is beside you all of the time. He's for you. Let scripture be your weapon against worry. Take those initial thoughts captive and don't allow yourself to dwell on those negative thoughts. Um, and the longer you think about something negative or sinful, the more you fall into its trap. You know, the more you fall into that pattern, it becomes harder to get away from it once you linger on it, once you stay on it for a certain amount of time, you have to like literally just snip it the second that it comes up. You just have to nip it in the bud and, and realize that it's a negative thought. And if it helps you, 
literally I've you can say stop out loud so if you have like a negative thought literally just say like stop I, I rebuke this I rebuke this thought and it might sound silly but through um, being in school and reading about mental health and mental health disorders um, it's actually called thought stopping it's actually a thing um, and it's something that a lot of psychologists will recommend to their patients if if you have um, OCD or if you have um, let's see, if you have like schizophrenia and you start to have these thoughts of that, you know, aren't true, that, you know, you are supposed to be thinking about that, you know, definitely aren't of God. You just say out loud, stop. But if you're in a room with a bunch of people and that would be weird, like just think it to yourself and try to steer your mind in a different direction. Like just start thinking about scripture, thinking about Bible verses, thinking about what God says about you. So truly, the more scripture that you can memorize, the better equipped you are to battle these thoughts and these things. So I know I have given you um, several little tactics to help captivate your, take captive your thoughts. I have three specific ones that I want you, if you're able to write them down, definitely write them down. Um, if not, you can always come back to this and write them down later. But number one, the number one tactic here is prayer. Talk to God be real, tell him your weaknesses and ask him, ask for him to help you realize what those are because he wants to help you. He wants to free you from those thoughts, especially with, with mental health disorders. Like I used to have OCD and it was like textbook OCD. Like it would be to the point where I'd be like walking out of a room and you know, you just like turn out the light switch. Well, for some reason, my brain was like, you have to do it in the middle. And if I don't flip it in the middle, like, I don't know, I, got, I guess like something bad was going to happen. I don't know. It sounds so silly saying it out loud now, but back then it was very real for me. And it was, it was all the time it impacted like the way I lived in my life. It held me back from doing certain things for a long time. But I just talked to God about, it. I was like, God, this isn't right. And I don't know how this has happened to me, but like, please just like take it away. Like I give it to you and I release it to you. And the more I started reading scripture and just reading about what God said about me, like I was, I was freed from that, you know, like no medications, no drugs, like nothing. I just, I was freed from this just out of prayer. So if it can happen to me, I know it can happen to you. So just talk to God, like tell him your struggles, be real with him because he already knows what's going on in your life anyways. He just wants you to be honest. And that's truly all he wants from us is just to have that relationship with us. And so the second thing I want to give to you today is discipline. So it's so easy, like I've mentioned, to just fall down the rabbit trail of thoughts. But if you make it a habit to immediately give that thought to God, you start to recognize it after, after a certain amount of time. You start to recognize, oh, this, is, this isn't a thought that's of God. Like immediately, like tell yourself, start thinking about something else, like the immediate the more immediate you can recognize it, the sooner you can take it cap. I don't know if that makes sense. Let me reword that. So if you have a thought, the way we take it captive is you have to notice it. You have to think about every thought you have and align it with God's will and what scripture says about you. So if you have the discipline where if you think about something and you're like, oh, that's not right. I shouldn't be thinking about that. I'm taking it captive. I'm taking it prisoner. I'm questioning it. I'm giving it to God. And then you can move on. So it, when you start to have the discipline to do this just daily and th think about what you think about. I know that, that might be confusing to follow, but if it makes sense, you know, it's it's truly just to have the discipline of recognizing the kind of thoughts that you're having. 
And if you make it a habit to immediately give that worrying thought to God, you not you have not only been obedient to him, but you have received the peace that our Lord freely offers to you. The third thing I want to say is scripture. So the more scripture you know, like I said, the better equipped you are to fight these negative thoughts. When talking about the armor of God, his word is that sword, that double-edged sword, the ultimate weapon. So just imagine those negative thoughts like trying to argue with the truth, with God's word. You can't. You can't argue with the truth because it is truth, you know? Um, and so those thoughts have to bow before the word. They have to bow before the Lord and nothing can stand against his truth. Um, so I know that's kind of a lot to unpack, but I wanted to leave you with those three things to think about, um, those three things to pray about. And I do want to add one more thing. Um, what does the Bible say we should think about? And so Philippians 4, 8, it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. So use those three things that I gave you. And whenever you have a negative thought come up, just think like, is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? The word has so many resources for us to go to to align our thoughts with what God says about us. I know I've said that time and time again during this podcast, but it is so true and it has truly changed my life and it's changed the way I see things. And so I wanted to leave this with you today. And I think that's about all I have to say for this podcast. So I want to thank you for listening. And Tristan, I want to thank you again for having me. Is there anything you want to say? Yeah, I was thinking about going into a little bit of a Q&A time um, just to talk about you and your journey. Um, I know we haven't really had, I mean, me and you've done some live, like a live, um, but not everybody really knows your journey yet. So um, I'd love to go into that, um, talk about your testimony, how like you and Jordan and um, what your vision is with Novus and what like how we can just talk about that um, for a little bit but you are amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm over here taking notes. Like <laughs> this is fire. Um, and I think God, someone's really gonna um, be blessed by everything that you just spoke on. Um, my uncle was talking a while ago about, uh, on the podcast about how we have to capture the thought before it enters our heart. You know, like we have to capture the thoughts here and determine like, is this going to help me or is this not? And that was mm -hmm. where you were going there. And I loved it. Yeah, so, yeah. um, yeah. Um, what is your testimony? Yeah. So, um, I could probably write several books on every little detail about my testimony and just the things that God has brought me through and the things that I've been freed from the way that God has used me. Um, just looking back at my life, like my, my entire life is a testimony, but, um, since we're talking about our thoughts and our identity and what God says about us, I will go back and kind of reflect more during the time that I struggled with having OCD. Um, during this time, I was probably like freshman, sophomore, I think more like sophomore-ish in high school. So I wanted, I just wanted to start being healthy. And it was the like Victoria's Secret era where like, I don't know, every girl probably felt the pressure to look a certain way. And so I'm like, oh, if I'm healthy, I'm like, I'll be skinnier. I was like, 
for some reason I was like more people will like me if I'm skinny and pretty and so I went on this whole just I don't want to call it an adventure because it wasn't it was it was a really hard time but it was it was a time where I didn't eat anything that like had added sugar or any anything that had fat in it. And I know probably a lot of you are like, oh, well, that's healthy. But no, I took it way too far. I took it way too far. And I lost a ton of weight, but it affected my body like physically. Like, like I had like hormonal issues and changes from how much weight I had lost. Like I wasn't growing properly like during that time in high school as you like should be like physically maturing and growing like I wasn't. And it affected my body in so many ways. And I think it may stem down to like the root cause of me being like a perfectionist and wanting everything in my life to be perfect and look a certain way. Um, Like I wanted to be in control over what my body looked like. I wanted like, obviously with the OCD, I had to be like in control. So like all these things came rooted back to me being in control. But after I took this so far, I I just got to the point where like I couldn't do it anymore. I was literally like starving all of the time and I was miserable and I didn't hate my life. I don't want to say that at all because I had some really wonderful things like happen during this course of time, but it was something that I never really talked about to a lot of people. Like very few people actually know this. You could definitely see it on the outside, but I never talked about it. So I just want it to be said that if you have struggled with the same thing, like you're definitely not alone. I know that there are thousands and thousands of girls and women who struggle with the same thing and even men and guys struggle with the same thing. So I just, I wanna share like how I overcame that to maybe help you. And so for me, it was just literally surrendering the control to God. It was saying like, I can't do this anymore. Like there's no way that I can maintain this like my body wasn't meant to be this way. I wasn't meant to live this way. So as hard as it's going to be to reverse this and change my mindset. And I feel like that's the hardest thing. Like changing your mindset is so hard. Like when you believe something for so long, it's really hard to change that. Like when you've been believing these negative thoughts about yourself for years, you can't just flip a switch and then be like, oh, positive affirmations. I feel better. Like, you know, And don't get me wrong, I love some positive affirmations. Those are very helpful. They're scientific studies that prove that they can improve your life, your quality of life. So do those, but don't let that be the only thing you do. Because ultimately, God is the center of all things. He should be the center of your life. He should be the first priority in your life. And when you surrender that control that you hold, like you hold onto so tightly, when you just release that to him, you become free. And you have invited him into your situation and your circumstance to change that, to change those things within your heart, to to soften your heart, to soften your heart toward him in the word, and just to, to believe what he says about you. And I know that's so hard to do when you believe those things for so long, but once you just surrender to him, it truly can change everything because it, it changed me. And the the older I get, the more I'm, I'm just so thankful that God delivered me from that and how he, he got me through that without the need of like medication or um, I don't know what else, but like having to go to like extended therapy or, or anything, like having to be hospitalized because of what I had done to myself. I'm just glad it didn't get to that point. 
And so I'm, I'm just so thankful to God for the freedom that he has given to me. And I just look back and I'm so thankful for what he's done. So, so that just really, I feel like focused kind of on our message that we talked about today. And so I know Tristan, you'd asked me like my, my journey with Novus. Um, and I feel like you, you kind of explained it pretty well. Um, I coming back to identity, we're just coming back to identity today. So I, since I'm a nurse, I thought it'd be fun to like, start making these like fun, just like fun, funny humor nursing videos. I know those are pretty popular for healthcare workers because they're funny and nurses and CNAs and respiratory therapists and doctors and surgeons, like you see a lot working in healthcare. So you got to, I don't want, you definitely don't make fun of anybody, but like you joke at just random things that happen at work that you don't have control of. And so I thought it would be fun to just like make some videos like that. And, and I thought to myself, I was like, well, why am I doing this? Why, you know, what's my purpose? Like, am I just trying to be funny or am I trying to get like TikTok famous and make all this money on TikTok? So um, I feel like part of me definitely wanted to like make money through social media but I, I realized, like, as I just kept posting those videos, I'm like, I'm doing this with a wrong heart. Like, the closer I got to God, the more he told me, like, you need to dedicate your social media to me. You have a platform and you need to use it because not, not enough people do. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. So it just really, it made me think. I was like, oh, I need to evaluate my heart. I need to evaluate where I'm at in life. And so I just sat down in scripture and I just prayed and journaled and and read and just talked to God. And I wrote down, like, you need to start posting specifically daily Bible verses. And I was like, I could do that. But I had never like spoken in any of my videos on TikTok. I'd never like used my real voice. I would just use like a little voiceover, like cute, funny videos. And I was always one to like, I never liked how my voice sounded playing it back. I was like, oh gosh, like don't play that. I'm talking in it. And and the more I started doing it, and I realized I was being obedient to God. So I'm like, it doesn't matter what I sound like. It doesn't matter what I'm look like. I'm doing what God told me to do. And that's good enough for me. So when I realized that it just started to change, like a big shift happened in my life because I overcame that fear of like speaking on social media, which it may sound silly, but to me, it was a big deal. You know, I overcame that and I'm, you know, being obedient to what God wanted me to do. I'm pursuing him and his word. And at this point I was travel nursing. I started doing my, my video versus probably like May, I think it was like the end of May. And um, I was a travel nurse this month from ja this year from January to June. And so this was on my last um, assignment. And I was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at the time. And so I started doing those videos. And when I came home back to Tennessee, I started going to the church that I've been going to for years. And I walked in and I met Tristan. And Tristan had been going here, I guess for like, maybe like six months, literally like when we left, oh, three months. Okay. So when we left, Tristan came right in. So he scooted in right behind us. And we came back, we got to meet and we just like talked about what each other was doing. And we're like, oh my gosh, you know, let's partner up. Let's do something about this. And so um, I really like how things are going right now. I think Novus is just taking off. I think that God has his hand on it and that he has really big plans for us. So long story short, here we are. So, yeah yeah um it's so interesting so i was just watching this video um craig brown posted it and it's this this kid um struggled so it's transgender activist so actually transgender person um this um, this guy was like uh 
went to this conference, drove all the way there and went to the conference to tell the person, hey, I was saved in virtual reality. Um, and we've seen 400 salvations in the VR. And I was thinking about you. Wow. I was like, man, what we're doing is bigger than us. You know, like there's so many, like, God is not only putting this calling on us, but he's putting it on other people. Like, like this person was in VR, a VR addict. They were in VR playing a game and someone walked up and said, do you know what it's like, what it's, what it means to be born again? And then they start talking about Jesus and then get saved wow. right there in VR, you know? Um, and with you, I mean, there, I was, I have a whiteboard right here and I wrote in the middle of Bethel moments at the time, but now it's not that anymore. And I wrote mm-hmm. my goals for this, like what God wants. And I put, put them all in a box and all this stuff because like, I'm real organized with my stuff. I like to put my thoughts in front of me so I can, uh, figure out a plan for each thing you know um and i put hannah hawkman because i felt the lord just like tell me and this was before i even asked you i was just like hannah hawkman what do i see god doing here and i prayed on it for like like since we met what? when i saw you on tiktok i'm not even lying this is 100 wow <laughs> so i prayed on it and i said god what do you want with this and i talked to my dad i said i don't know if it's to be a blog writer i feel a call on her and i was like scrolling through your videos and i'm like okay, what does this look like? Because at first I was like, okay, this is me. I'm on here. My videos are not that great. I was like, what is going on? So then I had the Lord readjust me. Like, of course, still doing it with my content. But then I felt him say like, you need to bring her on and you need to bring more people on. And you need, it's not, it's not about you. It's about me. And I was like, yes, Lord. That is exactly how I felt. Like it was about you, God. But I didn't notice that I was actually at this moment, I had a choice whether to go down with the ship and say, it's about me or to bring, bring on someone that God has a calling on with this and say, this is the way the Lord wants it, or this is the way I want it. So I I chose the way the Lord wanted it. And actually the way I wanted it was to have you on, but I didn't know how that looked. And I I didn't, I didn't know. I was like looking at my Mm -hmm. thoughts, like, okay, but so I, I, I was like, I got to take risk here because now I'm at this point where I'm like, okay, God, I'm doing what you said. I'm going to invite Hannah and I'm at the church and I'm nervous. I, I'm like, where is <laughs> Hannah? I got to talk to her. And I go up and I'm like, remember you were, I think you were in the kids room. And I was like, hey, I was yeah. doing this. But, and it's just incredible to see what God has done. I was looking at our analytics, like 158,000 people in the last 38 days. Wow. Have you seen your stuff? That's amazing. 44,000. 44,000 people in the last 28 days have seen your stuff on Facebook. And then mm-hmm. on, on like on YouTube, you've already got 259 subscribers on your YouTube channel. Like this is the God's hand is on you, it is. you know, and it's <laughs> yeah. not, and it's not, it's not that it's about you. And it's not like, it's not. like we make jokes about, Oh, it's cause she's, she's Hannah, you know, and we <laughs> do this, we do this, me and Jordan, but the reality is, um, when there is a calling on your life, God's going to put you in front of people, you know, because, yeah. because, because they're going to see your journey and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to relate to it and they're going to want to yeah. to follow it. Yeah. And so like, it's such an honor for me to like edit your videos at like two in the morning. It's like, like those kind <laughs> of things, you know, because I'm like, I'm serving the kingdom because, because God, God's hand is on you. And he's working, building his kingdom through you. And, um, Anyway, so it's like, I, I would love to do like a poll of how many salvations have happened through your TikTok. Cause I almost promise you there's been at least a hundred cause, cause I, they, okay. it's, it, it's, it's, I, I can't say that, but like, I mean, 
people have got to be saved. There's no way they can come across that and just be like, okay, God, bye. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, have those, we have those people, but, but I'm yeah. just, I'm amazed and I'm honored to have you on. And with Novus, like I just see the Lord. I, I mean, I have 10 year plans, 20 year plans in my mind of like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm That's real. Great. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but with my mind, I do this thing where um, I, so I was diagnosed with ADHD growing up really bad. Um, I had this extreme ADHD that tried medicating me, all this stuff. And then I broke free of the medication. The Lord blessed me with being able to focus again in a way. I still have my like ADHD moments, which of course, hanging around me, you know, um, but, no. but I have, I have this thing that I think is good, but bad at the same time I I see boxes okay in my mind and it's not like I don't actually see them like nobody can sound bite me and think that I'm hallucinating but but I in my mind it's like my mind is in boxes and I have these different um thoughts in different boxes and my mind wants to jump into all of them at the same time but I realized that I have to take care of each one individually at a separate time you know, so, and one thing the Lord told me was I have to pour into you and Jordan's box in my mind, because, um, I'm called to minister to you and to, to build you and do these things. You know, that's why I send you the BSSM stuff and yeah. all that. Um, so my, what I'm saying is, so there's these different areas. And a while ago I told my dad, I said, this is what I want my life to look like before I even started Novus or anything. I actually avoided social media, like the plague. Cause I was like, this has done nothing but serve me wrong. I don't want to be on it. And I was like, God, you don't want me on it. Cause all this, but then he ended up correcting me with that. But I told my dad, I said, this is how I want my life to be like. And I took a paper and I drew this big circle and I drew this other circle and I put God in big letters in the middle. Okay. And then I stemmed everything from that. And I think that and when we do that, God's pouring into these different areas of our life. And that's where I'm like, I, I really feel like with God in the center of my life, he's, it's enabled me to pour into you uh, what he is saying, you know, like what, what he's saying, like, not what I'm saying, not what I think, because there's been times that, you know, my, my mind could be wrong, you know, and my understanding could be wrong. And I have to lean on the Lord with that. But I try to constantly minister to you just from the Lord, you know, um, and I think that everybody should do that. And that's where we hit a um, a rough spot on social media is that a lot of the stuff that we come across is from other people's understanding. But the difference between ours and um, the worldly content on there is ours is coming from God's understanding. And when we come from God's understanding in his heart, things begin to change because you can't you can't you can't have God in something and it not be it, it not turn into him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We, everybody yeah, yeah. you get what i'm saying so uh, yeah i'm sure everybody else gets what i'm saying so i'd love to hear like what do you think god is doing online in your mind like with when what you're seeing so far in your comment section and things like that i think that god is truly touching people through mm-hmm. not just what i'm doing but with what you're doing as well like through through other because I know we have other people to like Leslie and her worship. She's so good. I love how she sings. She's so good. So I feel like God is touching people in different ways because some people may receive through worship. Some people may listen to receiving like a word every day, like you give. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, um, there's always the the bad comments, but I've, I've had a lot more good ones than bad. And it's like, 
I needed this today. Like, thank you so much for doing this. I love your videos. You're really making an impact in the world. Like, I mean, it, it takes people effort to like comment. I mean, it's not a lot of effort, but you know, someone intentionally wrote that down for me to see. And it, it truly means so much to me when I see that, because it's like so encouraging to know that what I'm doing is making a difference. Even on days, like where if it's been like a really long day, I'm like, man, I really don't want to film a verse today. Like it's having that discipline. It's like, no, God wanted me to do this. Like I'm following through with what he said. You know, even if I just work for 12 hours and I look like a troll when I get home, you know, like <laughs> it's that negative thought. I got to take it away. I'm beautiful all the time. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I think that it's just, is... it's just being consistent, even if it's hard. Mm. And I think that's a big part of like why people stop making content is because they give up when it gets hard. And like that, that's where I, I try to encourage my dad and different people because they like want to like be like, oh, I'm too tired to do it today. And then the next week they're like, no, nah, I'm too tired to do it today. Yep. You know, we got to yep, stay, we got to stay persistent because mm -hmm. like with me, you know, like I'm going on this trip uh, to California and I'm like, Lord, I do not want to make videos while I'm in California. <laughs> but he's telling me, he's like, yeah, but think of all the things you're going to learn while you're there and all the different things you could yeah. say in those videos. You yeah. know what I mean? It's good. So what I will say to everybody watching, like we, we're not like, there's times that we, we don't just do this all the time and feel like, oh, this is amazing mm -hmm. every day. Like I love yeah. make videos all night long, but we do yeah. this because God's called us to do it. And if you yeah. feel God calling you to social media to make videos, for him, do it. Start now. Don't do don't it. wait till you get a good do camera. It. Don't wait until you start having a good format for your videos. Just start. Mm -hmm. And then he'll start mm -hmm. to help you uh, figure out the process. And I was talking to my dad uh, yesterday. I was like, he, he was asking me, he's like, how do you do all the things you do every day? And I said, well, I've, I've, I've figured out with myself, I have to develop systems. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, in everything I do, I have to break it down and develop a system with it. Like, this is how you do it boom, 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 line it out and there's steps, you know, and then I come to the final product. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of people get into a, a thing where they have a system, but they never reach the final product because their system has a flaw in it, you know? And um, so what a way I can encourage you guys is evaluate your systems, you know? Um, are you, are you laying in bed all day and then thinking, oh, why am I depressed? You know, you got to You got to evaluate that system. You got to be like, okay, I need to get up. I need to get in the shower, even if I'm not going anywhere today. You know what I mean? Like get mm -hmm. showered, get ready and figure out something to do. Um, yeah. with, with my videos, you know, it started out. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna make it my bedroom. Like my camera is all faulty. But then I realized like, okay, now I got my, my camera, my lighting. So now I set up everything the night before and I have my system and I, I implement it. And then I have the final product. I edit it and then I put it out, you know? Um, with my life, you know, serving, serving is the hardest thing in the world for me. When I first started, I was like, why can I not carry a tray to save my life? I, I carry it and I spilled the drinks on a customer, Hannah. It was the most awkward thing. Ever. Oh, no. So mad. And you know me, I'm like, I'm, I don't even know what to say. I just walked away. I was like, I'm yeah. sorry for oh, your loss. Poor <laughs> Terrible. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> you lost your drink. <laughs> so, so i walk away i'm discouraged the next week i'm like okay and then my manager is like tristan we just need to give you two tables for right now two table sections what you get i'm like okay 
So what's my problem here? I didn't have a system. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just bringing out food when I needed to. But then I realized someone pulled me aside and said, first, this is a story I, I tell in a sermon that I wrote that I never got to preach. But um, I had this thing. I had a, they told me, Tristan, take the drink tray. Okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to put the drinks. Okay. You're going to put them on the tray. No matter how many drinks you do, I want you to do six drinks. I was like, six? I can't even carry two on a tray. And they're like, six. I was like, okay. And then what they told me was, is focus on the destination. Don't look at the drinks. I said, okay, all right, I'll try that. The first time I tried it, I was shaking, but I made it to the table without spilling a drop. You know what I mean? So that that's testimony. Like if we focus on the destination and not on the problem, we we won't spill. Like we'll have a, we'll have, maybe we'll shake a little bit. Maybe a few drops will fall. Like maybe we'll fall off track in our life for just a second. But if we keep focusing on the destination, we will make it with God's help. You know what I mean? And so that's where that system came in. So now I'm working and I'm like, okay, so now I need to get a breadboard, all these things. And now I have the system. My manager tells me now you got like, uh, Tristan, you just took seven tops and had them out in 58 minutes. You're one of the fastest servers we have now. You know what I mean? So like with my system, I'm flowing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when we invite God into the system, a lot of the time I'm serving and I'm praying like, Lord, how can I minister to this table? I don't, I I'm, I'm trying to take my mind off the money because being a server is really money oriented, which you just said, like with your videos at first you were like, I need to like, Oh, maybe I can blow up, make money with social media. Yeah. I felt the same way, you know, like maybe I can be the next Nelk boys, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Frank videos. Yeah. I could be a millionaire, the happy to have a beer brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, the Lord readjusted me. He said, why are you focusing exactly. on the money? You know? Yeah. So that's yeah, why I'm same. like, at, same. At, serve, at serving, I'm like, okay, let's not focus on the money. Let's look, focus how we can minister this table. So now I'm talking Jesus mm-hmm. with people, you know, I'm talking Jesus with my coworkers, you know, like, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing is, is you may not be called to ministry in social media. You may not be called to preach at a church on a stage. You may not be called to preach on the street, but wherever you work, can you be your place of ministry? You know what I mean? Just develop a system to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah, how, okay. I'm going to give you room to talk. Actually, whatever you feel the Lord calling you to talk about, I want you to go into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I I guess I could talk about motive, you know, um, since we brought up the whole money thing. um, If you if you do feel called to serve, to serve God in some way, whether it's, you know, worship, you know, ministry, if it's like just to your coworkers, to your family, to your friends, whoever, look at your motive, look at your heart and make sure that you're not trying to get something from what you're doing. Make sure you're doing what you're doing with a heart for God, with a heart to serve God, with a heart to to please him and to bring as many people as you possibly can to come to know him just because he's God, because he is holy and righteous and perfect and loves you so, so much. And, and once you know that and you understand that, it gives you this this joy where you want to go out and tell people, which I feel like, Tristan, that's why me and you are doing this. Because we've experienced God and his love and who he is. And you can't keep that to yourself when you've experienced it. Like you just have this joy and you you have to share it with people. It's just in your heart. You know, you want other people to know about it. So I, I guess just what I wanted to say right there was, you know, look at your heart. Make sure that you're not in it for the money that you can make. Make sure you're not in it for 
fame you could get. Make sure you're not in it for um, like collaborations with like brands that you want, free stuff, free merchandise, like materialistic things. Just make sure your heart is a heart for God. And I like to tell people, I was just telling somebody um, at work the other day, I was like, we were talking about life and stuff like that, how um, I feel, sometimes I feel unqualified and all this stuff. And I was telling them, I want my life to bring glory to God. You know, it kind of goes with your motives there. You know, whatever we do should bring glory to him, you know, and not the opposite. It should not bring glory to him because that would be all bad, you know. Um, so we talked about that. And I really I feel God having me lead you to kind of pray over everybody um, to impart kind of a new understanding of what their calling is because um, you have like this, this mantle on you that like once makes me want to like sit and listen to you, you know, for hours. So yeah. I'd love for you to just pray over everybody that God would give them um, an understanding of what their next step is in life. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Father, we come to you wherever we're at, if we're in a car, in the living room, in the bedroom, at work, wherever people are listening, God, I pray that you touch them right where they are at. I pray that they feel your presence and your love right where they're at, God. Meet their needs, show them that you're there, show them your presence, Father. I pray that you will guide them in the direction that they need to be going, God. I pray that you will help them to to analyze their hearts, God. I pray that you give them the desire to know you, the desire to read your word, the desire to love people the way you love people. God, I just pray that you, you will guide us where we need to go next. I pray for every stronghold that is holding them back. I pray that they will be broken, Father. In the name of Jesus, I just declare them that they are broken and that they are no longer over the heads of the people who are listening to this podcast, Father. You are with them. You have overcome every name. Every name has to bow to your name, the name of depression, the name of anxiety, the name of worry, the name of alcoholism, Father. Every single disease and illness and problem that people have, God, you have overcome. And I pray that you will help them to realize that. And I pray that these people will surrender to you and to your love. And I just pray, God, that you you be with us throughout our lives and that you you keep our motives in check. You help us to take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to you. That You show us the scripture we need to combat the lies that we believe, Father, and help us to stand on truth. Help us to stand on you and your word and what you say about us. Father, we thank you and we love you so much and ask all this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Hannah, it was such an honor to have you on. Um, yeah, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it's so good. But we love you guys. And uh, we pray that God just blesses you after you watch this, that you just have an encounter with him that changes your life in Jesus name. But take care. We'll see you next week. Oh, actually, hold on. Hannah will be hosting the podcast next week. Right. So make sure you That's show right. up, you, you give love, you like the video, you share the video with everybody you know. It's going to be good. And um, I'm just excited to see what God does through her. So I love you guys. Bye. Love you guys. 
Thank you so much for watching. I hope this podcast changed your life today. If it did, put it in the comments. Tell us what you learned, how it helped you. Put amen in the comments. Let's just blow this up and share this with a friend. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I love you guys. See you next week.